Welcome to the X-Block. Am I right, Marie? Sir, yes, sir! Then listen up. You're listening to the X-Block. I'm Jared, and he's Caleb. Let's get into it. You are listening to the X-Block E3 2021 coverage. I'm Jaren, and I'm here with Caleb. hey And usually, we host an Xbox podcast, the number one Xbox podcast in the world. Probably. But today, we have stepped down from our giant green statue. Our pedestal. To bring you the Ubisoft press conference. Yes. In all its glory, the E3 2021 Ubisoft conference, and this is an Xbox podcast review of that conference. Or, you know, we're just analyzing it, going over what was shown. And, you know, with everyone else in the industry. But our opinions are superior, so you don't have to worry about that. That's true. And just to start off, the first thing I wrote, because the conference immediately started with gameplay, I wrote immediately into games. Suck that dick, Coke. Suck it. If you guys (laughs) watched Coke Media's primetime show before E3 is part of Summer Game Fest, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we both, you and I, you know, not you, Jaren, but you and I, the listener, we have to live, we have to remember that together. So anyway, moving on to the much superior E3 uh, Ubisoft conference. Yeah, and immediately we kicked it off with Rainbow Six Extractions. Yeah, they showed a, uh, they started off with a CG trailer, which I was like, oh man, they're just showing CG for this shit. And then they they immediately, you know, moved into uh, gameplay for the game. Yep, they did the traditional Ubisoft where they go, here's a long CG trailer. Now we're going to talk to developers for a quick sec. Now we're going to show you gameplay. And I'm kind of fine with it because throughout this conference, I'll just say they when they talk to developers, it wasn't too long, which because usually you don't want that. It wasn't like annoying. Like they had a good setup. They didn't say anything really stupid. Kind of, you know, like yeah, we got actual information from them. Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. But yeah, they went into the gameplay and they showed off a lot of Rainbow Six extractions. Previously, Rainbow Six, uh, I think Pathogen uh, in, in a code name, which was previously before that Rainbow Six Quarantine. But then yep. for obvious reasons, they changed the name. <laughs> And I'm just going to bring us through like a quick like bullet points of what I saw. Yeah, go for it. What I got from it was its elements of Siege mixed with Left 4 Dead style gameplay. Like Left 4 Dead style gameplay down to the exact points where they have basically safe rooms that you go into. You're fighting like a horde of aliens and it's one to three player co-op and you guys kind of work together. It also takes from another game that's called GTFO and it's like a PC game mainly where you kind of go into this place and the aliens don't know you're there and you're kind of sneaking around and trying not to disturb them. And that was the the same style that we got from this game, obviously with the siege elements added in of the operators. And one interesting thing they said was you have your list of operators, but if one gets captured, then that one's like gone until you go back and save that person and you kind of don't have their progression and stuff. Which is a pretty interesting mechanic. And I didn't know about, uh, G- what is it, GTFO? Is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it's called. Whatever it is, I didn't know about that until you mentioned it uh, earlier when we were watching the conference. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, you're right though. It looks kind of like, it has some Left 4 Dead style mechanics, but the enemy like horde content isn't that big. Like there aren't that many enemies like typical, you know, Left 4 Dead. It's very to the point of like, the, you're not supposed to tip them off. And if you do, you'll probably get fucked. Seems yeah. to be the what they were hinting at. They showed a bunch of enemy types like the Grunt, which I was like, that's a Halo enemy type. Get the fuck out of here. They showed the Breacher uh, and a Spiker. And I think that all the enemies or the aliens are called uh, Archaeons or Ar- Ar- something like Archeons that. Archaeons or something. Archeon, something however yeah. he pronounced I didn't know if he pronounced it that way because he's French or because that's how they're pronounced. <laughs> I was like confused. But it's spelled like Archaeons. I don't know. 
Yeah. And uh, then they said the release date was soon. They were going to talk about it soon, rather. Yeah, they not just the said they were going to talk about it soon. Yeah, yeah. Not that the release date was soon. They were going to talk about it soon. I misread my notes for a second. But yeah, uh, they didn't give a release date. I don't even think they gave a release window, right, Jan? It was just nope. more later. But they showed gameplay, though. So, it, you know, don't expect it like too long, too far away. It was pretty in-depth gameplay. I would expect a beta sometime. I would too. And it looks like Jaren said, it looks just like Rainbow Six Siege kind of with aliens and a little bit faster paced with some Left 4 Dead elements. If you're excited for that. And one last thing before we move on to other stuff, the cities that they pointed out that they have maps in, at least at the start, are New York, San Francisco, Alaska and Mexico. Good call. I'm excited. I would play the Alaska Alaska map, depending on how much this game costs. Jaren and I will probably play it because it's co-op. And so, you know, you can follow the Xbox podcast, you know, at Xbox podcast on Twitter, all these podcast services and look forward to us playing that eventually in the future. Yep. And moving on. But then they moved on to something kind of not up our alley, but I guess it's for someone. The Rocksmith Plus. Yeah. Idea where they've now added the ability to use electric and bass guitars and they have far more like in-depth tutorials and it's a subscription service now and they have a workshop where people can add their own stuff in. And they announced that they're having a closed beta starting today if you sign up on their website. Yeah, it's like a gamified uh, music learning software with guitar and bass. And like I was talking to Jaren about it during the conference. It's I found it a bit like that kind of thing a bit weird. I kind of get what they're going for. But it's someone like me is like, man, I love Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And then back in the day, some people would play those games and then want to play guitar. You know, like that would get them into guitar. And so this game doesn't really target that fan base, though, of like a guitar hero at Rocksmith, like the, the more casual, normal people who play those games and enjoy them. This isn't really for you. And then the people who are like already in, uh, people playing instruments or want to learn in a more traditional way with the normal teacher or something in, a, in a, a traditional setting, it's not really for you either. It's sort of that weird middle ground for people who want to kind of play somewhat of a gamified individual music learning experience. Uh, we don't have to talk about this too much more because it's pretty niche. But yeah, it's. That's what they're going for. Yeah, I think it has the potential to be like a bigger thing than what some people are going to give it credit for, but it really has to have a good launch and like good word of mouth for it to take off. Yeah, it really has to reach a specific market for it to maybe grow in the music industry as a bigger platform. Yep. And then they hopped over to Riders Republic, which is coming the 2nd of September, 2021. Yeah, and it was shown off last year, right? Yeah, it was shown off last year. And this game, I don't know, like it looks as cool in this way that they showed it off as probably it could have. And they had cool features like the trick battle 6v6 thing, which essentially I equated to, it's kind of like Splatoon in the sense of you kind of put your stamp on each trick. And then when you take over enough of the each trick like areas that you've taken over, then you win. Yeah, and... You're, it it is a very unique game. Like I think you described it during the conference of like, oh, it's 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 somewhat like uh, what did you say it was uh, steep. I said it was X Games steep, but like I guess that's kind of what steep already is. But it's the winter X Games. This is like the summer X Games version of steep. Yeah, they have well, they have snowboarding and everything. It's like all climates, and it's kind of like an almost like an MMO multiplayer ish uh, X Games, like Jaren said, type of game. I, it has team based competitions. That you can you can be on teams with like Fort you have Fortnite dancing and emotes that was on there. You yep. not really Fortnite, but like that's you had the characters dancing around. You're like, oh, you got that from Fortnite, cool. Uh, but unlike last year, where they just showed kind of you know riding bikes and a various other X game style, uh, you know, content. This time they showed jetpack gliders and jet bikes, and those looked kind of fun. Not gonna lie, 
They were like these people like racing, a bunch of people flying through the air with these on jetpack gliders, some people f flying off and dying and crashing. And you're like, this is crazy. Yeah, they slyly tease 64 person races, which yeah. that was the most interesting thing to me. I was like, wow, 64 people like I'd be down. It sounds kind of fun, but it's another one of those things where you're like, man, this is a specific audience you'd think. Uh, and it has to be the right price or even free to play for people to hop in, right? Yeah, it's if it's a full price game, it's definitely going to have that paywall that really affects it. Like, I feel like this is going to need to be a for honor thing where it's either has a huge price drop or they slap it in game pass or something like that. Yeah, to be especially to keep player counts up with like 64, 64 player races. Yeah. And then they moved on to some siege news for all of you that are still into siege six years now. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And they they announced crossplay on PC. That was a huge thing that they announced. And they announced early 2022 cross platform on console play with cross progression. Jared, I'm in the joke of like, yo, how much did they have to pay Sony to get the crossplay? Yeah, pretty much every game they announced was crossplay. So they either paid Sony a lump sum or they blackmailed them into not making them pay. One or the yeah. other. For those of you who don't know, during the epic, you know, lawsuit leaks, it was revealed that Sony was basically charging publishers for to put to have crossplay in their games, so shaking them down, <laughs> nickel and diamond them for crossplay. And I know this is a huge thing. They announced Thunderbird. Apparently, they're going to join Team Nomad. We haven't played Siege in a while. We played it right at the start, so we have no idea what that means. But for all of you Siege players and all the guys that are really into it, there's a character called Thunderbird coming, and my sister said they were a new defender. Hopefully that's right. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. We don't really play it. <laughs> Jared and I were huge proponents of Siege at the start when it wasn't popular, and we got to like rank 100-something, right? And we played the yeah. shit out of that game for like the first six months, and then we stopped, and then that's when it started getting huge. <laughs> yeah, and, and they fixed it. They fixed yeah. all our complaints about it, but we had already just moved on to other yeah, games at that point totally a bit different now too so we you know anyway that's our kind of rainbow six siege tangent and that's what they showed and then they moved on to jaren my favorite game oh just dance 2022 or do you want to talk about the sizzle reel quick where they had like min minimal announcements oh i didn't really even see anything in that sizzle reel you can go ahead and talk about that they had four honor dlc for all of you that are playing it on game pass or care about it then they had some track mania stuff i don't even really know what it was they showed like bouncing on water and maybe that's new things for their track creator uh they announced crew DLC and they showed Watch Dogs upcoming DLC and they teased a Ghost Recon 20th anniversary teaser. So I wonder if they'll show more Siege stuff at that or something. Maybe that's when they'll announce the uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine thing. Who knows? But yeah, then they hopped into Just Dance well, 2022. Well, before that, let me let me say real quick, Jerry. What was the the scissor reel? Those games, like Watch Dogs Legions. Are you excited for any DLC? You played that game? I don't know, man. It's it's just like I don't care a yeah. much about like this like different DLC from the game. Like obviously people don't want to play the same thing over and over and over again. But I'm like if you just add a zombie mode to the game, like I don't I don't okay. really care that much. And then you and I played the crew too, like whenever that came uh, out years, years ago. ago. So it's <laughs> interesting they're still supporting that. But yeah, uh, that was kind of all we have to say about that. And now on to Just Dance 2022, boys. Here we go. Yeah, with our boy Todrick Hall, who yeah. me and Caleb aren't quite sure who that is, but I think I've I don't seen his face is. once. Yeah, your sister was like, oh, Todrick. I'm like, you, I don't know who this is. He looked really excited. He looks like he was really passionate about it. Yeah, he talked about how his dance is now in the game. And then they showed it off for being available November 4th for basically all the consoles. Yeah, so, you know, if you're a Just Dance person, be excited. I was, I'm more excited because I, I loved the meme for however long till 2019, 2020, where every Just Dance game still released for, for the fucking Wii, literally. But now, <laughs> it you know, it doesn't come out for the Wii anymore. It was Switch. So. Yeah, now it's the Switch. No more Wii, Caleb. You gotta, you gotta let your Wii die. Uh, it was so funny though. It was every is <laughs> like 2018. They're like, yo, Wii game coming. Like what? Uh, good old the Wii man. 
what a console, brought everybody in the world together to video games and then let them all go immediately with the Wii U. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, the Wii U sucked. <laughs> I guess next they showed a Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansions, right? They just kind of showed off Valhalla. Yeah, they talked about updates and improvements and little events that they're adding to the game, but that was all very yeah. minimal stuff that they've been doing for the last year. They showed off the Druids DLC, I guess, that, or the expansion that just, uh, Wrath of the Druids that just launched in May, I think. And then they said, you know, expansions are coming for this game, like multiple, get ready, like through next year, through 2022. You know, expansions be, be here. Yeah, they unveiled the Siege of Paris announcement. And it, they said it's coming out for this summer. And they said during that, there's going to be these kind of like, I wrote Hitman style missions. They're called black box missions where you get to kind of approach the mission at, at any way that you want to approach it. So I just equate that to Hitman. That's a good call. So yeah, if you're a big AC Valhalla fan, which a lot of you apparently are, because it was their biggest launch for any Assassin's Creed game ever. And if you have actually played the game and finished it, I'm not going to spoil it here because Caleb hasn't, but they did announce Odin related DLC that's coming like far in the future. They didn't give a date on that. And they talked about their discovery tour, which is their like kind of history lesson thing that they do for the games where you can hop in and like explore the map without any of the combat or stuff. I think they use it more for like schools and teaching kids history. Yeah, it's just if you're more a uh, historian focused kind of man, you know, an individual like myself, even though I wouldn't use this, then you can go in and learn about the history of the era. Because, you know, these games, the premise for these games is that you get to play an assassin's character in a particular time period of history. So it's more, yeah, education focused. But if you're a nerd like beyond nerd like not a nerd who plays video games but a nerd of nerds king of nerds then you can jump <laughs> jump into the discovery tour <laughs> and then immediately they switched into their tv stuff and at that exact same time caleb and i put down our note-taking devices <laughs> yeah that was some shit man <laughs> i watched it for a bit and jaren who is a film student graduate literally in toronto Jaren, you have anything to say about this? Mythic Quest looks cool. I've always shot that. I've always shot. I've always <laughs> thought that that show was cool and like show? looked interesting. Yeah, it has like cool people on it, but I don't have Apple, so I'm never going to watch it. It has the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I forget his name. I can't remember his real name, but yeah. So if you're a fan of that show, he's in that Apple show. If you want to watch that, it's about video game development. It's the comedy. And then they had something else. Some shit movie that looks really bad. And then they hop. I just want to say real quick, it's weird because... They're like, they have these film studios or film studio or whatever, and they film this shit, but, and their conference looked great, you know, but the, the thing that they filmed that's coming to theaters apparently looked like not great. So. Yeah, the lighting in their conference and when they're interviewing their developers was better than the lighting in the talking scene that they showed for their movie. The sizzle reel part of the movie trailer looked good, like visually wise, but the talking yeah. scene, it looked like it hadn't been like done right. It was strange. There you go, Ubisoft. We spent way too much time talking about your dumb movie stuff, but we did it. <laughs> We didn't ignore it. And then they hopped into Far Cry 6, which honestly was kind of lackluster. This announcement is a bit of a bigger thing we can spend just a little bit more time on. So they showed a trailer and like it was an in-game trailer. It seems like an actual cutscene from the game with no gameplay. It's just, you know, in-game in footage. And they showed that. And then they said that it's a, they're launching a season's pass with the villains yep. from previous Far Cry games. That part 3, was cool. 4, 5. Uh, so, you know, you can look forward to Voss and the father and uh, what was that other guy's name? I don't remember. Start to the P. Pagan. Pagan, Pagan yeah. man. Yeah. So they're all going to be in this kind of crazy DLC. And real quick, I'll just say that they showed that the season's pass comes with Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. And it, it looked, is it a remaster? You were yeah, looking... I don't know. I asked you if, if you thought it was a remaster. I assume probably I in the notes is. that'll come out after this conference. I'm guessing it's a remaster, yeah. but... Like, I'm, I'm not, they didn't specifically state it was. That must make sense because <laughs> it didn't release for, you know, current, last gen now Xbox One, PS4 consoles. 
it was just back compat i think right so, yeah so yeah there it I was mean, just back compat that means that i mean i may not play that i may play it but it's a good reason like that's that's how you fucking sell a season's pass you're like bro far cry 3 ported to current gen consoles you know new achievement list whatever new trophy list that gets you into the season pass plus the season's pass content that's good shit and then um yeah. just for the trailer yeah john carlo esposito was on a boat and it was crazy and these people were trying to I guess get off the island maybe, and he went and found his uh, son who was trying to sneak away. It was graphic and a little bit, you know, they didn't really show the graphicness of it, but they implied it and they kind of cut for the trailer. He's a great actor. It was a lot of emotion, good trailer, but we already saw, we didn't see direct gameplay because they showed off their gameplay shit before the conference. So it would have been way cooler to jump into that with gameplay, but um, oh, for sure. they didn't, and it just kind of gave a little bit more insight onto the into the characters, and it was fine, and Jared and I noted that it looks not super next gen like it really looks like a ps4 xbox one xbox one x game honestly yeah it looks held back i just played literally as of like last week i just beat far cry new dawn for the first time which came out 2019 looks the same can't tell the difference that's (laughs) honest opinion so that's a interesting point about that uh, about far cry 6 looks like it'll just be a fun game enhanced by next gen but not really for next gen and dude, remember Giancarlo Esposito, good guy. Great guy. Yeah, he said in the what was it? Latin during Summer Game Fest, he did uh, which would be if today's June twelfth. You know this conference that was June tenth, I think. He yeah. he recorded something with Jeff Keighley, and he was like, he asked about his character, and he's like, my character's great, man. I couldn't tell if he was joking because he kind of stuck <laughs> I think to he it was. too. Yeah, but he stuck to it super hard to where it almost seemed like he wasn't. Where he was like, he's misunderstood. Like, he was like, oh, no, he's misunderstood. He's a great, he's a good guy. He won't, He's trying to do right, you know, and he doesn't think he's bad doing it. And dude, that motherfucker's evil as hell. I bet he doesn't think he's bad. That makes sense. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. So, there you go. That's, that's Far Cry 6. Probably one of the bigger games shown. Probably one of the top three. Yep. And then we saw Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. And yes. this game honestly looks cool, but... Being the fact that we're largely Xbox focused, it's a Switch exclusive. So me and Caleb don't really care that much about it. Quick info, just, I mean, releases 2022, Ubisoft Milan and Ubisoft Paris. Those guys looked cool. They had the best developer shit of the like developer talking stuff the entire show. And yeah, it's a sequel to the Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battles that released in like 2019, I think, or something. So if you're a Switch person listening to this, and I mean, it it is part of the conference, so we're not going to talk about it like now more, but... They showed it, so there you go. Yeah, and I actually loved the first one, so if I had a Switch, I'd be there on the second one, but the resale value of the Switch was just too good to pass up. Yeah, like full price. And 2022, I think Caleb said that, and they had this like weather segment part of the trailer where it went from sun to raining, and I just put in question marks like weather cycle teases, maybe, who knows? That is Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, and after that, Eve's Gilmore came on uh, stream to speak to us about and thank everybody. And he he was not diddling someone on stream. He didn't mention. He doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. The, I'm the joking. the rest of his staff. I know, yeah, but he's like, it, the what is the traditional set? The buck stops with the CEO, right? That's true. The butt stops with him. We're just referencing, you know, Ubisoft has all those allegations of sexual harassment and workplace misconduct that they said they're fixing. Uh, just saying it wasn't mentioned in the conference if you didn't see it. It wasn't mentioned. Yeah. He, you know, so IGN will be mad about that. Yeah, which we're kind of fine with. We're just more joking about it. I don't actually, I mean, it's an issue, but it doesn't seem, seems like it would take away from the developers and the games that they showed. Yeah, like make your public statements your public statements and let your conference be a showcase of what your developers have worked hard to accomplish. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. But then he he led in from his statement, Jaren, into we were watching it 
And it was like, I, I, we were sitting there watching and Jared and I, I was, I was like, you know, Massive, who's the, the division developers, like Division 2 and all that. And I was like, what are, they've been, they're working on like three games. Like we know they're working on a Star Wars game and an Avatar game that they announced like fucking four years ago. Like, are they going to show anything from them? And then Yves Gilmaw said, oh, and just one more thing. And I was like, all right, Jaren, is it a Star Wars or is it Avatar? Before they even showed the plants or anything, I was like sitting there, is it Star Wars or is it Avatar? And, you know, we, we took our guesses and I was like, yeah, probably. I, well, I, I didn't think it was going to be, but I was like, I'm guessing Avatar. And I, they showed the plants and I was like, oh, that looks like a Star Wars planet. And what was it, Jaren? <laughs> it was Avatar, finally seen. So they showed it off on the snowdrop. It's on the snowdrop engine. I think it was all CG though, the trailer, correct? Yeah, I think it was in-engine footage probably. Yeah. Because obviously they they tease the snowdrop engine and all that kind of stuff. So I assume it was in-engine footage and it's probably relatively close to what it's going to look like because as we saw at the end of the trailer, it said it was, you said it was next-gen exclusive. I think that's what you pointed out. If you look at all the consoles at the bottom of the trailer, it was like PS5, Xbox uh, Series X and S and uh, I think PC and like Stadia. I don't know if PC was on there for sure, Mm. but Stadia. They didn't say Xbox One or PS4 for or anything so okay. it's it's next gen exclusive it seems coming out they said 2022 <laughs> yeah we'll see fucking probably yeah 2023 i would expect it they showed that and it was really pretty actually i didn't That's i don't true. really care for avatar i don't I, like most people like i saw the movie but don't really care about the ip and i saw it and i was like well that looks that was kind of cool you know, I'm not like sold, but I'm like, it looks good enough to k- keep me interested. So, dude, I've discovered that average people love Avatar. Like, you'll talk to Ooh. an average person about Avatar and they're like, yo, loved Avatar. The number of lore, the amount of lore and IP out in the universe and you choose to really like Avatar. Like, what's wrong with you? Unless it's the, <laughs> like Avatar The Last Airbender is better than Avatar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they showed that off and it, it looked pretty cool and you can expect it like i said next year or if it gets delayed farther than that then uh yeah and and jaren and i just one quick thing jaren and i have a a thing every year where like it's our own personal game where we count the number of something in a conference or in the conferences and like we do it for each conference and we tally our victories you know like at the end of e3 so like two years ago it was the year of the the wolf and then or no no the year of the deer and uh whoever whoever wins jaren lives in toronto i live in louisiana so and and you wouldn't know the city so there's no point saying (laughs) So I live in Louisiana and, the you know, whoever wins uh, or whoever loses owes the other person a plush animal that of what it is that year. So it was the year of the deer. And then last year, I think it was the year of the wolf. But it wasn't really E3. So I don't know if we really did that properly or something. There was yeah, another one, bother. too. I think one was the year of the spiders or maybe this. The, yeah. the spiders was the tiebreaker of the deer. I can't remember. So there was that. And then this <laughs> year's the year of the lizard and the tiebreakers are beavers. And Jared and I only spotted one lizard in the whole conference. It gets a little shady with those, you know, dinosaurs at, in Avatar, but dude, we, we spotted one, what we'll call a lizard in the Avatar conference, and that was, I, I guess two, Jaren guessed two, uh, and yep. so I'm, we, we tied, because it was one. We tied for now, it's 1-1. One, one. So we'll see, we'll, we'll keep you posted on who wins the E3, the great E3 2021 lizard guess. Yeah, because I, I think the bet, like, we pretty much settled on plush, but it's like any form of a deer or a lizard yeah, I that guess you so. would like to present to the other person. Yeah, it's a fun game. I recommend you play at home <laughs> if you have any friends you're watching E3 with. You'd fucking count the lizard. But uh, yeah, so we have one more segment, right? One more thing. Yeah, we're going to finish this up with what we teased in our previous episode. We're going to tease this up with Fire or Faf, because on our podcast, we have a segment called The Faf, where we talk about all the news that is kind of a waste of your time that you should not waste your time reading. And instead, you should come to us and listen to us make fun of it, but still give it to you. Amen. So Faf is kind of like the, sh- the goof. The goofy version and fire is obviously what the internet 
attributes yeah. fire to as being great. It was either the conference was either fire or it was faff. And we're going to tell yep. you, we're going to give you our rating for the Game Fest, which wasn't really part of E3, but for Summer Game Fest uh, kickoff live, we gave it a fa- we gave it a fire. And it was, you know, just a just a campfire. Yeah, about a, about a campfire <laughs> sized fire. But it was fire. And what, what do yeah. we think of Ubisoft, Jaren? What do you think? Dude, I think I feel like I've still got Coke Media covered glasses on, you know, because yeah, it was so bad because uh-huh. <laughs> that was so bad. But I feel like this was better than the Summer Games Fest because it didn't have those annoying segments where like someone came up on stage and announced their studio they were going to work for. Oh, I'm 100% with you, Jaren. I think uh, here's the thing. I not only do I think this was better than the Summer Game Fest one, I think this is probably Ubisoft's best conference ever, like pound for pound. Not maybe yeah, in terms maybe. of the, the games shown per se, but in terms of structure, in terms of the conference and how little it wasted my time and how yeah, much it wasn't was two shown hours long. and the content. <laughs> yeah, it was an hour and a couple minutes and it, it was great. Like the pacing was great. They showed, I think they showed gameplay for pretty much everything or at least in-engine footage uh, yeah. for everything, if I'm not mistaken. They, and some of them, they showed a nice CG trailer beforehand to kind of give you the feel. Everything, which everyone hates, is, you know, people talking. People talking to you. We don't want to see talking. We want to see the game. Uh, the people talking in this, first of all, production value, good. What they were saying wasn't super annoying or stupid, and it didn't waste my time because it didn't take that long. It was helpful, too. And, yeah, it was nice for us to take notes. It was, it was a little bit of a break before the next thing. The people were cool and seemed interested. Everything was cool about that. So, and like Jaren and I talked about, you wouldn't know, but during the conference, Jaren was like, well, you know, this isn't Xbox or PlayStation. They don't have enough to show. To ju- if they just showed the trailers, the conference would be 20 minutes, which yeah. you might as well watch on YouTube at that point. So, yeah, they don't have enough to like, because they can't show other people's games. Like Xbox and PlayStation show a ton of other people's games to like keep the trailer, 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 trailer like thing flowing. Yeah, and this, you're right. And this, I think, Jaren, you agree? It was fire. It was a big fire, Jaren. It was pretty fire. It was, I just finished Assassin's Creed and at one point in Assassin's Creed, there's a Wicker Man fire. I'm going to give it a Wicker Man fire. Dude, I agree. Yeah, like a, it wasn't like a forest fire. You know, like a whole forest. It wasn't like the whole <laughs> world, like planetary devastation, right? You know. Yeah. It, but it was a pretty, it was a wicker man fire. It was yeah. a wicker man fire. Yeah, I'm giving it, it that. Big. I agree. There were lots of people huddled around it, enjoying the experience. Yeah, it was a wicker man fire. If you didn't watch the conference, you should watch it on YouTube now. And if, you know, if you liked what we heard, what you, if you watched it and you liked what we said, then you probably should agree that it was a fire. I don't see how you could come away thinking otherwise. But yeah, that's it. That's the yeah. Ubisoft E3 2021 conference as covered by the xblock podcast yeah and if you'd like to know what we're going to cover in the future head over to our twitter at xblock podcast and we will tell you everything there that we are going to be covering and what's going to be coming out tomorrow the only guaranteed thing is xbox yeah for sure xbox and boy we'll are see we what excited else. and you know you, you you might hear a gearbox thing after this probably not though they probably don't have enough to show so for a real you know actual review and so yeah, yeah. good times man Keep it, keep an eye out for all the E3 coverage and our regular episodes moving forward. Leave us nice reviews. Good times. X block out.